Hi, and welcome to Mousebirds, your family vacation planning experts. Mousebirds is brought to you by the Tomorrowland Travel Authority Vacations Travel Agency. TTA Vacations specializes in helping you plan your Disney, Universal, and Cruise Line vacations. To take advantage of our free planning services, contact us at ttavacations at gmail.com. Our show hosts are your agents, so contact us to have us help plan your dream family vacation today. I'm Ron, your host, with my co-host, Laurel. Hey, guys. And Rachel. Yo-ho, yo-ho, Pirates Life for me. Today, we're talking about our days at Epcot. We're going to talk about our must-dos and how we start our mornings and what we eat and drink throughout the day. So first, let's start with, how do you start your day at Epcot? Laurel, why don't you start today? Oh, okay. Um, so I would say that one of the most important things for me at Epcot is recognizing that Epcot has a lot of things that are seasonal, things are constantly changing and shifting, not necessarily on a whim per se, but the design of their entertainment and character experiences can change throughout the year. So I always like to make sure the morning I get there that I've done a few things. I have checked my mobile app to see what character meet and greets and times are available throughout the day, and uh, as well as the different kinds of live entertainment, what's available right now, what's in season, where is it, what times, and then um, as well as uh, verifying if there are any kinds of available fireworks-related shows, or anything of that nature. And besides checking my mobile app, I will also double check by going out to get a uh, a, a hand, uh, like a, a... They're called a times guide. Yeah, the times guide. I'll go get the, the map and the times guide. And sometimes in the morning, I will even double check with a couple of cast members in the front area, welcome area, the entrance area, just to make sure that everything that is accurate for the day <laughs> is accurate to the times guide in the mobile app. Uh, just to be certain, because for me, that's a big part of my must-dos at Epcot. I want to make sure I've used my time as wisely as possible for those things. So that's my morning. That's when I start. <laughs> we should actually also say we're doing this for Epcot regardless of a festival. Like, these are our must-dos for vanilla, like, diet, yeah. light Epcot, whatever people want to call it. <laughs> In the few weeks of the year that don't have a festival, these things could also apply during a festival, but they're not festival specific. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good that's a good thing. And you know, everyone's different in terms of whether they would want to go visit during a standard time of the year as opposed to during a festival. I think there are pros and cons to both, which we'll probably get into in this maybe maybe in this conversation, maybe in the next. But something to think about. So, Rachel, what about you? What are the first things that you do when you walk into Epcot? Well, it would probably be no surprise to anybody what my first two things are that I would do when I walk into Epcot. <laughs> Which, of course, is a family picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> in front of Spaceship Earth. Yep, yep. Um, because the very... I, I But I, I care about capturing those magical moments. Um, if, so if we can make it, if we can then, get it and, done, <laughs> and if 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 nobody else in my family cares about it, it's got we have to have at least one person support this so that some everybody can enjoy it for the future. So I I have dedicated myself as being the family picture uh, taker kind of sewer, ensuring that we are doing it every time. But th this is total truth. I can't tell you how many times that I've literally bypassed the picture 
stand. And Rachel's like, Laurel, where are you going? You, you've got Andy in the stroller and you're walking off. We're getting in line for the picture. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so you, usually my next stop after that is coffee. Um, I would say that you could separate and then try and do like, you know, one person get coffee and, you know, do the picture at the same time. But Epcot has made that impossible, uh, given that you're, yeah. if you want Starbucks, you really have to now go much further into the park. Mm-hmm. It's well past Spaceship Earth. Um, you could do Joffrey's. They usually do have a Joffrey's, uh, or at least they used to have a Joffrey's stand uh, at Epcot. In front of the park. Yes, yeah. right in the front of the park. Right before you right even walk before through you security. Even, yeah, before you even enter. So, it's right next to the monorail ramp. Yes, yeah. and I, I have done that a couple of times. And they have some delicious snacks. They do. Um, so if you really need your coffee before you even enter the park, that, are, that is the best option and your best opportunity for sure. Um, outside of maybe getting something at your resort beforehand. Ooh, but, and they, they always have an iced coffee type yes, of beverages available too. S- they do. Specifically because the way Epcot holds you as opposed to Magic Kingdom will hold you on Main Street if you don't have early entry to yes. go into the rest of the park or even before that. Yes. Epcot holds you kind of in front of the Spaceship Earth area and you can't get to anything okay. there except yep. like the yeah. stroller rental. Yep. Uh, basically, you can't even get to guest services yeah. really at that point. Yeah, the only so. people who are allowed to bypass is if you have some kind of emergent guest services need. So they will usually cast members will walk you to the guest services. Sometimes they'll walk you back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, if you have an um, advanced dining reservation for a breakfast, then um, it, they'll you'll, they'll make they'll check the app just to make sure that you're all set with your reservation, and then you can walk through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for me personally, because I usually drink coffee before I actually head into the, the park, I don't normally have to go to Joffrey's beforehand unless I'm, like, on a crazy time crunch and I just didn't get a chance to have any caffeine before I walked right. walked out. But, but let's say um, this is a day where we walk in and rope drop has already occurred, or maybe it's just perfectly in alignment with us walking down the entranceway. Yeah. So let's say rope drop is down. Are you saying that maybe you would then just hit the Starbucks? Oh, yes. But... After I do Spaceship Earth, <laughs> so because so, that's that's the so struggle. you're a, you're a Spaceship Earth first kind of oh, person. Oh, absolutely. That is actually on one of my must dos, <laughs> and and it's probably because of the main reason why most people in our age group must do Spaceship Earth. It just holds a certain amount of nostalgia for me. Oh yeah. I mean, I I have some amazing nostalgic moments on that particular ride as a kid with our family, with our parents. I also have some really great moments when they did the when they started doing upgrades to the ride, and then mm-hmm. they started having you they take your pictures uh, on the ride, oh, and yeah. of course you get to insert your pictures into the different scenarios uh, of your future. And I have some really great pictures <laughs> from those experiences that are forever keepsakes <laughs> because of how funny they turn out. Oh yeah, that's cool. um, so for me, I just really love Spaceship Earth. It, it's and and. And I, there has been once or twice that I've gone to the park where we're like, you know, the line just looks too long. I'm just going to skip it and come back later. Eh, wrong choice. Don't do that. <laughs> That's always my choice for that. Oh, I never go too. in the morning. Me too. We actually do it last, but there's a 
There's a radio but now, to, but you, you must know. make sure you get there before it closes. That's true. It is. Well, that's. Is, I mean, that always opens till nine. That's always over. The but park that closed. closes before the walk, like the the, yeah, the fireworks shows. Show. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that if you're going to do it at the end of your day, you must get it done before you even plant yourself for those evening shows. Yep, that is true. So that is true. If you want to take that chance, you go for it. But I know for myself personally, if I do that, it will never happen because I am not hoofing my tired self all the way back to. <laughs> Spaceship Earth and all the way back to wherever we've decided we're going to hang out for the night. No, I feel I feel you. I, I get you. I think so. lately it's been the way we've done things right before we leave uh, Future World or whatever, World Celebration. I forget mm-hmm. all the new neighborhood names offhand. Before we head into World Showcase, we finish up with Nemo and friends and yes. hanging out over there and then go to Spaceship Earth and then start heading back to the back of the park. That way we've gotten, like, Soren and Test Track done first thing in the morning. That's an option, too, to try and do it midday before you then head your way over to, to the World Showcase, for sure. Because oh, the, yeah. the lines, especially if you're not there for rope drop, rope drop, pile up for Spaceship Earth in the morning. Because it's the first thing people see, they go right to it. And af- after, like, 11, 12 o'clock, the lines drop significantly yeah. on that one. Yeah. We, we also had a day on one of our last trips with Andy when she was, I think she was around three-ish at the time, and um, she was just having a terribly miserable day at Epcot the day. It was particularly hot, and, you know, she's one of the, she's already a slightly cranky kid when it comes to being overheated. <laughs> slightly cranky is a nice way to put it. Um, and, you know, we'd had such a, a long, cranky day with her, and, and she, you, you knew our daughter... Like, you'd know how obsessed she is with Epcot. She is obsessed. She doesn't necessarily have as much uh, cognitive understanding about what Epcot's all about. She just loves the visual of that beautiful building, the ball, the sphere. And everywhere we go, anything that looks like a sphere, it's Epcot. It doesn't matter what it is everywhere. So every time anyone asks her what her favorite thing about Disney World is, hands down, it's not princesses, it's not Mickey, it's Epcot. <laughs> so. uh, when we were just in Montreal as a family about a month ago, we were staying just outside the city uh, in Langelou, or I can't, I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced. I, I believe it's Languayel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, she kept seeing the ep- everywhere we'd, we'd drive by the Epcot. The, it's, called, it's the old biosphere from the uh, Expo uh, 67, I think, mm. is what it was, or, mm-hmm. or yeah. 76. I can't remember what year it was, but it was the uh, the World's Fair that was in Montreal. And it's the building that Spaceship World is kind of designed after, by because Buckminster Fuller was the architect for that. Then they kind of lifted that for mm-hmm. Spaceship Earth. So he would drive by it on the main bridge every time, and she was like, when am I going to see Epcot? When am I going to see Epcot? <laughs> uh, and then even when we were down there and we didn't go to the parks, I took her up in... Uh, the aerophile balloon, and that's all she wanted. She just stared at that. She didn't want to look at anything else. Loves Epcot. So the only way we could cheer our daughter up on the way out of the park. So we ended up leaving before fireworks because we were going to be doing fireworks on a different night. So we decided let's just, let's let's try to cheer our three-year-old up. So we went on Spaceship Earth, no line, perfect, walked right in, and he loved it. As soon as we stepped out, the... Special show with the lights on uh, Spaceship Earth started within a few minutes. Um, what did they call that show? It was Beacons of Light. I'm not sure what they're calling it now because the Beacons was for the 50th anniversary. Yes, that's I'm not right. sure if they kept the name. And, and she, was, she loved it. This was literally the biggest smile on her face as we were walking out 
So we we were the best parents in that those like you know twenty five minutes <laughs> of that of that day. But it was totally worth it. So Ron, what what is what is your first thing you must do when you get into Ep- Epcot? With the, the way Epcot is now, I'm actually going to try and make sure I get one of those early character breakfasts at either Garden Grill or Akershu's. Uh, Garden Grill is like Mickey and Chippendale and Pluto, I think, and then Akershu's is... Oh, but it's Farmer Mickey, yes. I think. Yes, in unique, unique a different, costumes. A different Mickey than what you've ever seen anywhere else. Or Akershu's, which is the princesses back in the Norway Pavilion. And each of those is a good character breakfast, and they each have their advantages because one of the major rides is right connected to that building that those restaurants are in. So whichever one I'm going to, I'm either hitting Soren first or Frozen Ever After first and getting that out of the way. And if you don't have one of those reservations, those are still kind of what I recommend in the morning. I would recommend like going to the back and hitting Ratatouille and Frozen as quick as you can if you want to do, the, if you don't mind the walk. Well, we should also say Epcot has a second entrance. If you're coming in off the Skyliner or any of the Crescent Lake, the Epcot resorts, you're going to be coming into uh, the International Gateway. And at that point, go to breakfast in France and yeah. Hit, yeah. <laughs> hit Ratatouille. Go to get some Metal Halls. That's your way to go from there. We were talking about, because we almost always come in through the main entrance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, also before that, I'm going to try and have gotten, as of right now, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is still a reservation-only attraction, which means you have to buy the individual lightning lane, or you can get a boarding group in the morning, or again at 1 or 2 p.m. I forget what, what time it is at the moment. Uh, but there's been some rumors that it might be getting a standard queue soon. So, for now, make sure you get that first thing in the morning to ride the to ride that ride because if you don't get some form of reservation you can't get on but i think once that goes to a normal queue that's going to change a lot of people's morning plans because that's going to be what they head to first Mm -hmm. because it's an e-ticket like a super e-ticket right at the beginning of the park yeah i won't deny if we end up doing a rope drop day then i would for sure be going there first to be honest it once it's a, a queue system and then if it's not a day where we're doing rope drop, I don't know if I would even be as concerned about it. I would just monitor the times throughout the day. And what do you guys think about Genie Plus for Epcot? Do you think it's a necessity? Well, <laughs> well, we should talk about what the special lightning lanes are for Genie Plus. Well, that was the part. one for Epcot was... Yeah. It, is just Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. That's the only one now. Yeah. So now, I, that, that, now was, that Ratatouille and Frozen are not a part of it and they're just separate... Uh, Genie Plus, that honestly, I would say it's worth it. I mean, G- both of those rides can get 70-minute waits or up. And Epcot is designed, you can do everything in a day, even with those couple, there's three rides that really get a long queue, is Frozen Ever After, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, and Test Track still gets a pretty long queue because it can go down a lot, uh... You can get around that if you want to do single rider on that one pretty easily. That's almost always a, a fairly quick option. But if you've got a family and you don't want to separate, don't do that. <laughs> um, but you don't. Those are the only things you really need it for. Like Soren, since they added that third theater, the wait time rarely goes above yeah. like a half hour. And, and you can kind of monitor your morning a little bit easily. 
now that that all of the times are available on the app, you can very easily kind of just walk between the different sections in that area of the park and easily just catch it, you know, as you're kind of working through that area, in my opinion. It, yeah, it's not needed to get through the whole day, but it makes your day a little more pleasant. So, And I will say, if you have a bunch of smaller children, the queue in, <laughs> for Soren is particularly, uh, I would say, boring. It's not, there isn't a whole lot going on in that queue. So having a shorter time when you have smaller kids for that ride can be just helpful and just the fact that they're going to get bored more quickly. There's just not a whole lot going on. Same so. thing with Remy. Yeah, well, Remy at least has like a, like there's room changes. So like, you know, when you get through one section and we move to the next section, oh, look, there's a new room. Let's look at the stuff. But that one, it's not, there's really no um, major theming that I think kids can kind of grasp onto. So. And now that there's a staggered price and Epcot's a little cheaper than the Magic Kingdom day one, Maybe I would do it more often, but especially we do it just because our kid doesn't do well on cues. So being able to even save off that maybe hour, hour and a half between the top three attractions is really all you're going to save, I'd say, all day. So I would say this, though. We should probably say, again, the day that we're describing is a regular Epcot day as opposed to festival times. I would say if this was a festival time, I would probably lean a lot more heavily on the possibility of doing Genie Plus as opposed to not a festival. And the reason for that is that the festivals tend to get pretty crowded, especially in the World Showcase area. Yeah. So the rides don't get longer queues because of that, because people are doing the festival thing, but you want more time at the exactly. festival. That's exactly, yes. that's exactly but, what I was going to say. But yes, so since this is not a festival day that we are planning, I would say you're probably okay to not get to Genie Plus, or at least make the decision, you know, later once you get there. You can tell when you're getting there if the crowds seem to be like they're going to be a very heavy crowd day. So. Yeah. I mean, after being at Epcot without Genie Plus... For a day, I for me it's probably worth it to just go ahead and get it because then you you don't want to have a situation where you miss out on something because you really wanted to do something. That's don't true. bank on doing something by saying, "Oh, I'm gonna just make that my priority for the day, and I'll I'll just wait in line for two hours if I have to." Because even then, that's still you may not get to that get to it. No, I see. So, it is a huge park, and there's a lot to see and do. And and I will say that if if necessary. From moving forward, I will just buy a, buy a special lightning lane for Red Tui. I don't ever want to have to oh, wait. That's not that there oh yeah, yeah. There's no more lightning lane for it. It's, it's, it's included now. It's included now. Oh, thank, thank you, thank you, <laughs> no. thank you, Disney gods. You did something. The only park that has two is Magic Kingdom. Oh, because of Tron. Yeah. yeah, but something since we're on the topic, something to keep in mind is to regularly check the Genie Plus. Um, options before you go on your trip to help you plan your days because they are, they things are subject to change with Genie Plus on which rides require additional charges and which ones don't and what the price per day is yes so right. very recently they changed it from being a flat fee for your day that was good at all parks we had a park hopper to now each park is different and the park hopper is going to option is going to cost you whatever the most expensive park is. 
So Epcot could be $15, $18 per person. Magic Kingdom could be 30 Right. And then a Park Hopper version is going to cost that 30 bucks. So they made it a little more attractive for the Epcot one because it's almost always going to be cheaper. Yeah. And if you're going to do those two, three rides, I think it's worth it for that. Yeah. That makes, especially, that's a good way to put it. Well, especially if you have kids. Either way, Genie Plus, hands down, is always, unfortunately, a good investment whenever you have kids. And that's just because you just don't know how well they're going to wait in lines. The other situation is if you're doing baby swap. Yeah. That also makes it a little bit more palatable Yeah, <laughs> with the baby swap situation. That is true. You're, you're already wasting time on the fact that you're now basically having to ride the or spend time riding the ride twice. Um, because of the fact that you you and your partner are now having to swap off. So there's a lot of time that goes with that. And then on top of that, when you have, I mean, we all know this, when you have kids around, you're going to have extra potty breaks, extra cleanup breaks, extra snack breaks, extra breaks you weren't even anticipating in your day. So because of all that time suck, you know, it's definitely, it's convenient and only in the fact that we might reduce a few tantrums throughout yes. the day. Yes. Also, Epcot has very few rides that not everybody can do. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is 42 inches. Mission Space is 40 inches. Soarin' is 40 inches. And Test Track is 40 inches. That's it. So Andy can literally do everything there. Yeah, there you go. Fitz is still under all of those. Um, Fingers crossed, we'll grow an inch or two before we get there. He's got to grow like four inches, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, but okay. I don't. I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> so. uh, well, since we've talked about all the awesome things about you know starting your day and preparing for your day, we should probably talk a little bit about some must dos. Yeah. So, what are everybody's three must dos? These could be attractions, just things you want to do, not things you want to eat. Well, priorities. Yes. Yeah. These uh, are what make your day feel complete. Yes. Yeah. Well, I already said that my must be, one of my must-dos is Spaceship Earth. So, obviously, I must do Spaceship Earth. We're doing it. Once, Spaceship once, Earth. Once I get that <laughs> off my, my bucket list for the day, right, uh, I then have to do Turtle Talk with Crush. <laughs> so, something about that particular experience for me is just so delightful. Uh, it's always a good roaring time. It's just super funny, um, and it's it obviously it's also has a lot of audience participation. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, kids love it. So if you don't have kids, I can kind of see where you're not necessarily going to be as into it. However, maybe I'm just that crazy person as a, an adult that uh, didn't have children yet. I also still enjoyed it because again, it's just it's fun. There's a lot of audience participation, and you're talking back and forth with you know. A, you know, for the turtle. And, and it's, so, I mean, need I say, it's a lot of dad jokes. It's a yes, lot of like, yes. you know, and if, cheesy, goofy dad jokes. <laughs> and obviously, if you love Finding Nemo, you're going to love Turtle Talk with Crush. Yeah. You also get to enjoy all the other parts to it while you're waiting to go in, right? That's the true. aquarium. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can wander about all of that area. You also can't get to it without going on the, the reef ride. So uh, you have to do the coral reef ride mm-hmm. to. Oh, you don't have to now? You've always been able to go through the back door. People don't know that. Yeah. That's you one of the things. You can just walk in without That was always one of my things, even before they but changed the ride. why would you do that? That I, I agree. Like a waste. I agree. Why not? Why wouldn't I want to go see Nemo and Friends? <laughs> I know. You've got to go see Nemo and Friends. That's absolutely a necessity. That's <laughs> And it's air conditioned. Exactly. <laughs> the it's whole pavilion is awesome. I yes. used to do the sneak in before they changed it where they still had the hydrolators yes, before the yes. exit. 
I would just sneak in through the hydrolators in the back so I could go see the aquarium without the boring free yeah. shows. As a kid, I still remember before it was all converted to the, the, the Nemo, Nemo stuff, yeah. um, when they had the, the Seas movie that you had to sit oh, through yeah. as part of that walkthrough. That was an interesting... That was, I still remember <laughs> that being one of the scarier uh, movies as a kid. Something about that... It that kicks is. in with thunder and lightning. Yeah, it does. That's but, what it is. It's a but lot you know the, what? We'll <laughs> always know what the word deluge means. I know the deluge, yes. <laughs> you know... Yeah. Yes, um, I used to skip that, it, but I miss it now. Like yeah, I, I do, watch I it on YouTube. And it's super funny to to go back and watch, just because I can't believe I was so afraid of that. <laughs> it's just a stormy um, weather. Um, yes, but yeah, no. The I completely agree. The aquarium is definitely not something to yes. miss. And and one of the things that actually just brings some memories for me in terms of like modern memories and why I have such a an interest and an affinity for it, but. When Ron and I went on our one-year anniversary trip after we got married, we ended up doing one of the um, all-day Disney tours that were available at the time. You know, they, they have different kinds of tours now available now. So, but but at the time, our tour guide, his regular job at Disney when he wasn't doing this all-day tour, because he worked with Nemo and friends at the aquarium. And I cannot tell you how many times Ron and I have run into him. Ralph. Yes, we've run into him since... Then, and we're like, Ralph, Ralph. And he, of course, doesn't remember us, but he's so polite and kind every time we act like we remember him he so rem- well. Yeah, I remember yeah. he remembers you in the tours because it's one of the few tours that hasn't come back yet. It's was true, that Backstage yeah. Magic, uh, which was a great tour, and I loved uh, it. It I, was so we, worth we the money. We had a good time. You did it, right? Uh, I, I believe so. That was the eight-hour yeah. tour. Yes, that and, was a good tour. And the thing about those all-day tours is the tour guide makes the difference, yeah. for sure. And I will say, like, Ralph, and, and we had a couple of other people, too, but he was, like, our main person we had throughout the day, and then, like, you meet different people in different areas, but, oh, he was so great. We had such a good time, and and, and he yeah. even gave us lots of little tidbits and things about the aquarium. He got us so interested that we ended up doing two other tours that were aquarium-based tours, yeah, which we loved, and we still rave about, and I will tell everybody to do them, but, you know... I just, I just, it just gives me those warm, fuzzy feelings. And Ralph did such a great job in making me feel so connected to the aquarium. And oh, I just love it. So <laughs> after I'm done at the aquarium <laughs> with Turtle Talk with Crash, uh, and then I get slammed with that lovely Florida heat again. Uh, I then uh, know that I have to do. Uh, when it comes to rides, obviously Grand Fiesta Tour is the only other ride for me that Ooh. is like a must do. Oh, that yes. may be a bit of a, a maybe. I mean, the fact that I have a listed Frozen or Ratatouille in there, maybe it's just my time period in my life. But those rides are not really that big of a deal to me. But I just love Grand Fiesta Tour. I just love Donald Duck, and I love that. I also love the movie that that takes place from. That also comes the from three my childhood. Um, but outside of those two, like those rides. For me, it's really about those character meet and greets. I, I try to get in as many of them as possible. Oh, my God. That's on my list, too. <laughs> you got to. Well, and I love that you brought up that you look at the at the list at the beginning of the day. Because, because that, they, they sometimes have seasonal characters. Yes. And you there have, are also and, pop-up characters. Yes. And you also have to know there are characters that are in the front of the park versus World mm-hmm, Show, Showcase. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay attention to the times of when those characters are going to be in the World Showcase so that you make sure that you line yep. up what countries so you, you need can to be yep, in. plan your day. But, like, 
you know, that, that to me is probably one of the better parts to Epcot is because it's a great opportunity to catch a lot of characters. In a more relaxing way, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. And, of course, that kind of just goes along with Ron's uh, perspective of start the day with a Disney table service character meal because yeah. that also can rack up some really great characters, especially if you know that you're going to be spending days at other parks like uh, Magic Kingdom where... Oh, my God. It's like you're taking the words right out of my brain. Well, Get because, out of my brain, twin. But that's the, exactly what I was thinking strategically. The, the whole thing is you know that you're spending a certain number of days at each, at, you know, each park. But you don't want to waste your time doing characters that you can probably see more easily at other parks. Yeah. So unless there's really something super nostalgic for you or something special about that individual character at that other park, like maybe they're going to wear a specific costume over there, then then to me it's okay to skip those things. Like, yeah. I would much rather meet Mickey and Minnie at Hollywood Studios in their special outfits then meet them over at Magic Kingdom sometimes because if they're not doing anything super special, I'm like, eh, I've seen you guys in these. I need something fresh and new. So, again, all about them characters. And you can really get a lot of special characters in the World Showcase that are not just princesses. And then they have those special pop-up spaces that mm-hmm. are sort of connected to the backstage area like where they'll do some test characters. Or, or Mary Poppins and Alice. In, I was, in that's the on my gardens. list. Oh, my God, stop it. So, we're clearly go. twins. That's my, that's my must-dos. Yeah, yeah, we don't clear, uh, clear our must-dos with each other because those are personal. We clear our restaurants with each other ahead, so we make sure we cover enough for you. But, but Rachel it's... took two of my must-dos already. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. No, and those are Spaceship Earth and Grand Fiesta Tour. And what, what, <laughs> this is our time period. <laughs> yeah, see, I think why the more modern things, which I think Soren, Test Track, Frozen... Ratatouille are great rides. They don't hold that nostalgia yet. Uh, maybe if Soren was Soren around the world, yeah, that one. Or I mean, Soren, yes. Soren over California, yeah, not Soren around the yeah, world. Soren over California. You know, not to say that Soren over around the world is bad. It's just it doesn't hold that same nostalgia as yeah. Soren over I, California. I will say yes. one of the things. Same thing we with were, the old test track. Yes. Yeah, one of the things Ron and I were most excited for on one of our last California trips was that we found out that they were doing um, a re-release of Soren in yes. California. While we were there, we were like, "Yes, must do. We're gonna go watch it. <laughs> must go do this." One you know, because there's like that nostalgia. Um, well, Ron, since you kind of started, Those are two, do you want to talk yeah, about so yours? Spaceship Earth? Uh, I don't rush to it because I think there's other things you could do first. Well, well, but maybe you should talk about why you it's held Hubbard. It's always been one of my favorites. Uh, you know, one of the, what drew me into Disney when I was young, like the idea of the animatronics and all of the ways those things. I mean, I used to have the Epcot Super. Well, I didn't have it. I would rent it all the time, not even from Blockbuster. It was from the neighborhood video store that was near my dad's place. And I would rent the like Epcot Souvenir Tour video just to watch all these animatronic rides. It sounds like you. <laughs> Spaceship Earth is the only one that's left, really, of them. I mean, it's changed, but Journey to Imagination is a shadow of its former I, self. I have one on my list that is... There's just... N- none of these are the original <laughs> things anymore, and Spaceship Earth is as close as you can get. Same thing with Grand Fiesta Tour. Replaced uh, El Rio de Tempo, which I didn't really ride much as a kid, but once I moved to Orlando, it was our break in the middle of the day. Because it was even less crowded than Grand oh, yes. Fiesta Tour because Donald brings people in. This was just a nice, cool, relaxing boat ride. And yeah. Grand Fiesta Tour still is. And still, 
a long wait for it is 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, there's... Well, and the and, interior and, is and so the one of the better air-conditioned facilities yeah. at Epcot yes. as well. So you really can't yes. beat that beautiful rush that, of that AC. Pa- yeah, that pavilion is, I mean, one Gorgeous. of my favorites when you're inside. The, the theming inside is so spot-on perfect. And then in the same pavilion, and I mean, they did a lot with a little bit of space, but they have that one sit-down restaurant right there, which is fun if you really want to be able to watch the boats go by. And then there's, if you're really into tequila, the tequila La Java is right there as well. So everything's sort of like packed into the same space. I mean, that, that pavilion's great. Plus, I know we were just talking about characters, but Rachel and I really love it when we have regular characters in special costumes and, you know, Donald in his special... Mexico Pavilion costume is right there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's always fun. I, I feel like we ate one time at San Angel in restaurant there inside uh, the, the pavilion there. But I, I don't, I have not been there in such a long time. Since they changed the menu. Yeah, but it, it's been on my list to go back to for a while. Me too. It's just, there's just so much to choose from at Epcot. I just haven't really had an opportunity to go back. But and, I do want to eventually. And even the other sit-down restaurant, the Cantina outside. Yeah, where, uh, is that a, one's excellent. I think it's better food. I think it's just because it's a newer menu style and things yeah. like that, more modern. Um, but it's just, Gravietta's tour is just casual and it's super fun. They weirdly care about it. They added animatronics overnight a few years ago. They like they got them back from Japan when they closed uh, Mickey's Philharmagic or not Mickey's Philharmagic Mickey Mouse Review. There brought them back, and overnight these animatronics showed up. And I think that boosted the popularity of the ride having a few animatronics. Yes, but yeah. the ride all, oddly has my favorite piece of bad acting. In all of Disney World videos, it's one of the videos you're passing where you're looking for Donald and the chef sees him fly by on the magic carpet. And obviously he can't, the actor couldn't see the animated characters, but they didn't hold up like the little tennis ball from the fall. So his head is just kind of looking everywhere (laughs) and it just looked like the guy's head is just moving completely randomly. And I think it's one of the funniest things. (laughs) Um, But my final isn't really... A ride or an attraction in any kind of traditional sense. It's just wander around World Showcase and graze. Like, just grab snacks. Even if it's not, like, going in and out of the shops, grab some of the snacks, like the chips that are you can only get in China or Japan or, like, the candy in Japan, like the mochi mm-hmm. thing. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. They're just great things to do, and you have to explore those pavilions to do it. Like... Going into Caramel Couch and getting that popcorn. Yeah. Like, it's not to my top UK snack, and but. Getting a UK candy bar that you've never seen before. Just wander yes. around. There'll be things to see. There'll be random musical acts or performers. Mm-hmm. That's what Epcot's about. Not going on those giant uh, e ticket rides, even though I could say none of us have been on Cosmic Rewind. That could completely change <laughs> our perspective on this, and I know it does, has for a lot of people. We haven't done it yet. But a lot of these are nostalgia moments for me going here. Yeah, same. Our, our parents were obsessed with the World Showcase. We had so much time that we spent as kids. And, and in a lot of ways, it, it made us really interested in traveling the world and seeing new places as well. So I can see from an edutainment perspective why it's still super relevant. I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. 
But since you kind of already started, is that your top three? Those are my top three. Laurel hasn't yeah, done Laurel's hers yet. Okay, okay. So we technically already talked about the characters, but I'm going to kind of go back to it for a second. You know, for me, um, you know, our daughter loves princesses, and I'm not going to lie, I do too. <laughs> I guess I'm a princess a fan. But yes, I'm a fan. So one of the great things, like Rachel mentioned, is that, you know, if you're doing a trip where you are going to all four parks... And you kind of want to plan your time. And maybe you're not doing two days at the Magic Kingdom, right? I would probably hold off on doing my princess and Mickey meet and greets um, at the Magic Kingdom. Only because there are so many more, um, you know, actual attraction rides that do require time in line. And, you know, loading and unloading and all of those things. Especially for younger kiddos or, you know, middle-aged kiddos. Um, So... You know, you want to spend that time there at the Magic Kingdom. So what's great about Epcot is that they do have so many characters, and they have a princess in almost every country. I mean, there's Aurora, there's um, there's Belle, there's um, who else? We have Jasmine, Snow White. I mean, there's just so many. And then on top of that, my daughter is super obsessed with Alice from Alice in Wonderland. So if we can catch Alice, ooh, the pista resistance. Um, there's also Winnie the Pooh characters. And what I also really love for this particular park and the characters is the physical spaces that they have the characters doing the meet and greet. So don't get me wrong, like there's a lot of characters who are just meeting literally outside, like maybe in front of, you know, the, the lake or maybe uh, in front of some bushes. But some of them also have some special spaces. So when Winnie the Pooh is open, and that one's kind of, it depends on, you know, the time of year, then um, that space is all, like, toys. It's like you're a child's bedroom, so it feels like you're in Winnie the Pooh's space. Um, Mary is always in a garden, which really makes sense for Mary Poppins. And Alice is always in front of the tea shop. So, again, there's just, they do kind of go above and beyond, in my opinion, to sort of create the physical spaces. I just make a lot of sense. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say characters, fit them in, find a way to get as many of them as you can. Sometimes you can make a game out of it. So, when you, I just want to say this. I think I just realized it this morning when you were talking about Alice. I think she thinks the character's name is Allison Wonderland. Because <laughs> she just named the baby she was carrying around earlier Allison Wonderland. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. That's pretty cute. Um, yep. That sounds like four. Um, okay, so my second must-do is going to be, probably not surprising, um, catching a fireworks show. Now, again, you know, this can be a little bit controversial. I don't know if I would necessarily recommend it for everybody. You have to keep in mind that there may be individuals in your party that cannot manage a fireworks show either due to the late time that it clearly is at or maybe you have individuals with sensitivity to light or sound. You know, so these are things to definitely consider if you're def- if you're looking at a fireworks show. Um, also, if you're definitely wanting to do a fireworks show, do you want to do rope drop? That's a really long day. Uh, so something to keep in mind. But for me, I try to fit in a fireworks show only because I just have so many nostalgic feelings for the fireworks shows in these parks. I really enjoy just the entire experience of preparing for the fireworks show, sitting and waiting, and then having the joy. And, you know, and all of that. I just I just enjoy it all. I love the music. I get the feels. I'm all emotional. I feel like for me also there's like a, 
I mean, like a, a cost factor, I guess, to a certain degree. Like, this is what I came here for. This is part of what I paid for. This is my package. Yes. So, you know, like, this, this, part, is part, of my, this is part of the package deal. <laughs> I, I ordered the fireworks show. So, <laughs> so, you know, for me, like, there's just, a, 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 it's almost like the, I've wrapped the bow on my present for my day. Um, now, do we always get through a fireworks show? No, I'm not going to deny the fact that we don't always get through it. Sometimes we are strategic. If we're doing that, if we're doing that part two times in our trip, then maybe we'll just do it one night. Um, and I can't deny the fact that our daughter isn't super a big fan of fireworks. So we do plan ahead and we make sure that we have the things that she needs so she can be comfortable during a fireworks show. So, you know, if she needs to have her personal... You know, like her stroller turned around, so she's not looking at the lights, and she's focused on her music or her iPad or something. You know, whatever she needs. Maybe she has her blankie just to give, keep her calm and keep her cozy. You know, whatever she wants. Um, some she can usually watch about half of a fireworks show, and then she's she's stimulated enough, and she feels like she's had enough, and she just wants to be turned around. So we try to make sure, like even if we're at the Magic Kingdom, that we are like in an area that we're not going to disrupt people's experience if we have to physically turn her whole you know our whole stroller around so we try to be very cognizant and sensitive to those things so fireworks show for laurel now my final is going to be the duo show in france impressions to france and the sing-along show with bell and beast so I'm not sure if everybody would choose this, but I will choose this for my reason. So Impressions to France is one of the original movies that are still available at this park. There's a nostalgia factor. We used to watch it all the time with our parents. And I'm not going to say that as a child, I appreciated it as much as I do as an adult. Uh, au contraire. <laughs> but um, I would say as an adult, I love it so much because my husband and Ron and I went to uh, Paris for one of the locations we went to on our honeymoon. And now I watched this video and I am just overcome with joy and happiness because it just reminds me so much of the, the fun we had on our trip. Um, it is a little um, dated. I mean, it, it's a little dated, <laughs> to say the least. Um, now, the interesting thing about the Impressions to France uh, and Bell video is that it, the video swaps throughout the day. Now, depending on the time of year, the schedule might be different. I think right now they have the Impressions to France, is it later in the evening? Yeah. And then they have the sing-along show with Belle at earlier times throughout the day. I personally think that's fine. Um, for me, it, it's easy enough if I just want to go pop in in the evening while Ron has Andy and she's having a snack waiting for fireworks or something. And I can just go pop right in, get my screening done and pop right out. You know, it just depends. So I, I will, I mean, there will probably come a time when Impressions to France is gone, and I'm you know, looking sad, forward to it. Sad panda. <laughs> sad panda. But for me, I'm going to enjoy it while it's here, and, and that's why I want to I get that in my day. So I, I mean, I definitely feel you on, like, the Impressions to France. As a kid, I don't think I really got it. I didn't understand it. Um, but as an adult, I definitely have some memories of my adult years of popping in there, um, after enjoying my drinks around the world mm -hmm. and uh, it's, or getting out of the rain is a really good example. <laughs> <laughs> True. Like there, there is one instance I can recall that was super fun. In fact, it was like one of those like rare situations that I feel like it's just an opportunity and Rachel went for every one of them that landed her way, which was basically, I think within like an hour's length of time, 
Again, uh, me and my mother were enjoying our drinks around the world of the World Showcase, and somehow I popped myself into the uh, champagne room. Uh, in, uh, <laughs> and of <laughs> course we landed, landed in, in the, the champagne, champagne space. Yep. Landed in the champagne room uh, in uh, the France Pavilion. Uh, so of course I said, well, why not? I'm going to try some bubbly. I get some bubbly. And then the next thing I know, look, there's the really cute little Ratatouille dolls. And then I was playing with the Ratatouille doll. And my mom said, you should get that. And I said, okay. So then I did. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm walking around with my little Ratatouille doll. Now, granted, this was like the days before the shoulder pets. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Remy did not really sit on my shoulder very well. But I kept walking around with him on my shoulder. And it was really funny and cute. Um, and so then, of course, it started raining immediately as soon as after I purchased Remy. And so then we had to run into uh, the Impressions to France, where Belle was promptly there waiting for me. So <laughs> then I went and did a meet and greet with Belle. And then, of course, the Impressions to France movie was about to start. And I said, well, why not? We're going to go into Impressions why to not? France. Why not? We're here. <laughs> so within an hour's time, it had rained on me. I bought Remy and I had champagne, met Belle, and saw Impressions <laughs> to France. That, that is a lot. That, and, and seriously. An Epcot hour. <laughs> while drinking around the world. So, it, you know, I'm impressed I even remembered it all. Uh, <laughs> but like, but there, there's definitely something to say for those really old classic movie experiences at Epcot. Because they do still bring nostalgia to people, which is probably why they haven't gotten rid of it. Oh, yeah. So those are the must-dos. So, so since we were talking about Impressions de France, right, and how amazing that particular pavilion is, that's probably a good opportunity to then segue into what we think about uh, the different options for food at Epcot, since we know that Epcot is well-known for their food options. Oh, yes. So we're going to do a counter service, or quick service, whatever you want to call it, a table service, restaurant, a food snack, and because it's Epcot, we're going to do a drink. A beverage. A drink snack? A drink <laughs> snack. <laughs> I drink my snacks. And, and yes, you know, let's talk about drinking around the world for just a second. Do it If you're going to do it, do it responsibly. Uh, I've learned this from personal experience. Share beverages. Yes. Don't try and do, even though I started early in the morning and went for 10 hours... 11 drinks over 10 hours is still a lot, and I think we even doubled up in a couple countries. Yes. Uh, I do admit I was probably a little obnoxious at the end of the night, but not like, you know, the people trying to stop start fights or climbing things. I might have just been singing in a couple cues. Ron is a happy person, and um, he's had a lot to drink, so that works out in his favor. <laughs> but, so do it, do it responsibly, you know, be aware of other people doing it, and if someone you think is causing a disruption in a... Yes. Kind of negative way, you know, find somebody. Security does tend to have, people are getting aggressive. Yes. Security will handle it, but they don't always see it. So you do have to bring it to someone's attention. Yes. And, and yeah, by all means, members. drink water between your drinks in, yes. in the in the land, or in the pavilion. You but must water, really, water, water. Just do it to share uh, for both the cost and your own sanity of things. Yes. And watch your own body because yes. consuming a lot of different alcoholic beverages. Be and, careful. And Be so, careful out there. And so many of them have a lot of sugars in them and different materi- materials, different uh, types of ingredients that maybe you're not used to. So just be aware and prepared. Uh, that's a great tip, though, Ron, that to share. And I bet you oftentimes if you go up and get a drink, you can probably ask for an extra plastic cup. Right. Or multiple or you can straws. Then, like, yeah. Split. So 
Or, and I'll say this, break it up with snacks. Yes. So, like, you don't have to get, if you want to get something in every country, you don't have to get a drink. Like, there are plenty of snacks in every country you yeah. can break that up to. And that's what I think a lot more of a modern, I've seen a lot more mm-hmm. people doing it that yeah. way. Because it's become so cliche to just be absolutely blitzed coming yes. out of Epcot. Yes. And, it's, and it's also unsafe. It's hot in Orlando. It's yes. just hot. You want, we want you to be safe. Nobody wants you not to be safe. So definitely pair them with snacks and uh, or meals and, <laughs> and, and water, water, water. And if you think you haven't had enough water, get more water and cooling towels. So disclaimers aside, <laughs> Ron, Ron, I want to hear your list. This one I'm the most interested right. for. Uh, my counter service, this is one even before like it was so, uh, Yakitori House, I think. I can't remember the name it used to be, but... Right now, it's Kasora Grill in Japan. It's kind of up on a hill opposite the main building, kind of behind the uh, tower there. Yeah. It's um, got a great view. It's yes. got a great view. It's got a little garden to sit at. Uh, and it's got... It's some. It, the menu has changed. Sometimes it's got a curry. Sometimes it's got a noodle dish. Sometimes it's got some sushi. Whatever I've had there, I've always really enjoyed. It's I always thought a reasonable price. It's not usually very crowded because... People don't think of quick service in Japan, and it's also kind of hidden up on that hill. It's also not too far from where the drum show is. Yeah. So if you if if your timing is right, you might catch a show. But it's a great food, and I've been eating there since I think I discovered it on like a middle school trip where we had the food vouchers, mm. and that's where I like it was good there. I'm like, oh, let's try it here, and I've loved the place since then. Um, they they have an indoor section to sit they, at, correct? Yes. yes. But I think yes. a lot of the seating is outdoors, too. It gets a little crowded inside. Um, yes. Yeah. Last time I was there on my own, that's where I had dinner. Yes. It was on the inside, because I managed to find a seat. Uh, but yeah, you have Japanese, the, like the Japanese curry, if it's there, is always a great, because oh, it's not spicy. Uh, it's, it's more of a like gravy a, with yeah, a spiced yes. gravy, but not a spicy gravy. Uh, I mean, you, this is already a must stop for for Casey for my husband every time we go. He yeah. must he must stop in there and he get loves some, Japanese curry, get some Japanese curry and rice. That's just one of his favorite things. Yeah, and he's not a snacker, so if we're just grazing around the food boots, he wants to have a meal. So that's where he'll go while we're doing that. While we're, while we're boothing away, yes, yes. <laughs> um, my table service is actually a buffet, uh, the beer garden. Uh, I think it's better for lunch than dinner. Usually it's a little cheaper. Uh, sometimes they have a few more options at dinner. They'll add like an extra right, meat or two. Sometimes you don't need it because it's already a very meat-heavy, potato-heavy kind of menu. So, And I love a sausage-heavy menu, like the different types <laughs> of sausage and worse. I happen to like German food. Yes. So it's good. Uh, don't go right away again because... The entertainment isn't there when it opens, but they have the Oompa Band and all that kind of real polka stuff going yeah. on, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think they're sitting multiple parties at tables still at the moment, but that was a traditional thing that they would have there, so you might be sat with somebody else if you were a small party, and that was fun. You would get to know, you know, you would talk to people. Uh, there are giant beer steins, I lo- and, you know, uh, it's very traditional German beers, mm-hmm. Uh, inside, you can get more modern stuff uh, like the fruit flavored and things. But you know, Germany itself has certain laws about what could be called a beer, and they kind of all the beers inside, if I remember, follow those old school kind of beer rules. But you mm-hmm. can get them in giants, you know, pint. You can get them in pints, or you can get them in the giant like liter steins. Uh, 
And everything I've ever had, it has been good. It's not the best food, but I think for a buffet with entertainment, it's a good value I for I think that's that. a good way to put it, yes. Because um, it includes entertainment in your experience. I mean, definitely remember, like Ron was explaining, that if this does return, they may end up seating multiple parties together in the same table. I mean, you have to keep in mind that this, the entire design of this pavilion, in, sorry, this restaurant interior is Oktoberfest. It's Oktoberfest all the time. So it's like you're in a giant beer hall with giant long tables where everybody's seated next to each other. So it's, it's kind of the same concept. And it's cool. It's inside. It's one of those uh, always night kind of places. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice relaxing for that. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be relaxing because you're going to have loud polka music in your ear. True. Um, At least it's cool and air conditioned. But it's, it's fun and I've always enjoyed it. As far as snacks go, uh, I'm usually the one for savory snacks, but walking around Epcot, it gets hot. Even in the winter, it can get hot because the sun's blaring. It's not the most tree-covered space walking around World Showcase if you're not going inside the pavilions. So I'm going with the Kakigori in Japan. I know I've already been to Ooh. Japan for this, but Kakigori is a shaved ice, and it's like... It's like the flavors are like I usually get the tangerine, which is like it's you know a tangy or a tangier orange, mm-hmm. but the rainbow is good. You can get it with the uh, with the milk on top, the cream yeah, the on cream. top. Uh, it's great. It's usually a good value, and it's a very refreshing thing. And if you're also fairly full from other things, it's not heavy. Right, that's a good so it's a nice light, refreshing thing, and it's big enough to split usually yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, if you just want to get a quick like palate cleanser kind of snack if you're going around during a food festival or you've been snacking and drinking. Right. Or if you want to cool world. the kids down. Yeah. Yep. Get a few spoons. It's great for that. And now for my cocktail or drink, uh, over at Artisans de Glass in France, they have a gelato martini. Ooh. Uh, you yes. could get it with... Uh, <laughs> A, bit, uh, a flavored vodka or a rum. Yeah, I think they, they do uh, what, uh, whipped cream vodka. Or the birthday cake. It's, it's, either, a, yeah. it's either birthday cake or whipped cream vodka. So it's not a great goose vodka, which you would expect. In yeah. fact, it's a pinnacle, I think, last time yes. I was there. Yes, And you um, can get your choice of ice cream, whatever you want, yes. in it. And it was amazing. I, it was a I, really great... I think they give you a macaron cookie on the top, too. A miniature yeah, cookie. Yeah, sometimes they do put a little... It extra, depends on what you a, order. An extra accoutrement uh, <laughs> on top of your... your there's uh, a little glass, snack with your glass martini. Um, I've never actually had one of those there before. It's been I, on my list. I think for I've the seen you get time. it twice. Yeah, it's also the best ice cream in Epcot. It is. I think. Absolutely. Yes. I, absolutely. Well, there's a new gelato place in Italy I haven't tried yet, but this is great gelato. It's creamy. There's a good selection of flavors. I don't know if I'm stealing anybody else's snack here, but they have oh. that brioche. Uh, they have a warm. Oh, I'm stealing that from you? Okay. So I'll leave that around. That's okay, though. That's okay. You I'm can... pretty sure we've all meant... Uh, all, this is like... The, clearly, well, France is like you, our when favorite you get to, When we get to me, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. Too. Well, that wasn't on my item, so I'll just kind of end it here. And those those are kind of... Oh, wait. Of, what was your but, food snack? Oh, my food snack was a kakigori. Oh, sorry. We did mention that. Yeah, but no, but you, you can't go wrong with the artisan de glace. De, de glace yeah. Uh, because it's... it ha- In my opinion is right up there with probably some of the best snack options in all of Walt Disney World. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what you get there. Everything is fantastically delicious. 
So you can't, you'll, you'll not be disappointed by one item. So well, since I intr- intruded on your <laughs> list, let's go ahead and start with you since we know what your snack item is. Well, uh, uh, first off, what my, one of the, my biggest challenges with this particular concept of like, what's my favorite table service, counter service, food, snack, and drink at Epcot is that, well, it's hard to pick favorites because I never go back and really get the same thing. I tend to really make it a point when I go to Epcot to purposely try new things. So there's really not very much in my personal life that I feel like I would go back and get over and over again there. Because there's always new stuff. Exactly, exactly. But I, I will go ahead and, and, and start with, you know, counter service, right? In all my years of going to Epcot, I don't think I've ever actually really eaten at the counter service meals per se, meaning like actually sat and ate a full counter service meal Mm -hmm. because I usually either am snacking, trying things, trying things at booths from a food festival or I'm at a table service meal, like a full like reservation Mm -hmm. table service meal. So I don't personally have a favorite. However, I do have things on my list that I've been trying to go to for a very long time but also ones that I know, unfortunately, I'm probably not going to get away from this trip because of just certain things that, that have changed in my personal life. So, like, example for me would be uh, I really, really, really want to get the um, fish shop, the Yorkshire County Fish Shop Fish and Chips. I have walked past it a million times. I always see people eating it. It always looks delicious. My husband has gotten it before, and I had to watch him eat it. <laughs> like, I had to watch. I had to watch him eat the fish and chips. So like, <laughs> so like, but I personally have never gotten to enjoy that because uh, I, I guess for me, I always assume I'm going to find something better. Even though every time we walk there, I'm like, gosh, it always just smells so amazing, and everybody's eating it, and they always look so delicious. So I think this time around, I'm just going to have to partake. I'm going to have to get get a, a dish. To me, it's I, I've just, had it. It's delicious. We live out in the Boston area, which is kind of the U.S. home for fish and chips. Yeah, so I that's know, kind of why. So you're not wrong. I know. But but something uh, I, I keep hearing that these, apparently the chips at this particular stand are supposed to be like the best fries in all of, in all of Walt Disney World. It, I, so I, I, I've, people, now that I've yeah. been told this. I must try them and find out for myself. And, and now that we and our daughter yes. is a, a a French fry connoisseur, yes, obsessed oh, with yes. French fries. Oh, so yes. we're clearly going to get some French fries on this trip. But the other place I'm really interested in trying um, is actually the Regal Eagle Smokehouse. Now, granted, I'm not like a huge barbecue person. That's not necessarily my jam. But I can't not go to a restaurant that's based off of one of my child's favorite characters, which is basically Sam the Eagle. <laughs> so like. He is obsessed with Sam the Eagle. I really don't understand. Fitz's obsession with Sam Eagle is the most adorable, attractive, most like there's something that I've never thought to myself about how wonderful Sam Eagle is. And now I've never knew. We missed it. it. We were under the radar on the Sam Eagle radar. His little two year old self picked up on it very quickly and was like, this is my guy. And I, you know, he, he calls him jungle boogie and and, and clearly, that's like the one instance in the world of Sam the Eagle videos out there that Sam the Eagle is the least like Sam the Eagle. So maybe that's why he absolutely loves Sam the Eagle, because it's his opportunity to to break out of his Sam the Eagle shell. But but anyway, I, I, because my child is absolutely obsessed with it, I just know that I'm going to have to go in there, 
have the full experience. Have I'll even I'll even get the Sam the Eagle sipper cup, and and we're gonna have a grand old day. Plus, they also have some amazing desserts that I've been wanting to try, and everybody has been going gaga for them online. So you know, online and in videos, everybody goes gaga for the s'mores brownie as well as the banana banana pudding, and I love banana pudding. So I must try it. <laughs> it it's so. been on my list to try too. For sure. And specifically because I yeah, we go we tend to go during the festival, so we don't have these counter service meals very often. Yes. And yes. it replaced one of the absolute worst restaurants. Yeah. And that's yes. True. I agree. And now but now of course I'm like, okay, I see you. I see you. Sam the Eagle Regal Restaurant. I am there, and now I've got to go try it. It may not be the greatest food. I won't know until I try it, but I, I'm intrigued. Uh, I, I'm absolutely intrigued, and obviously anything that's Muppets is worthy in my book. So must try it. <laughs> so table service, you know, I kind of, you know, this is a hard one because there's just so many to choose from. If I had to pick a favorite of all the ones I've been to, I would probably say Chefs de France. Um, something Ooh. about that restaurant has just always been iconic for me. It's probably also one of the first times I think that I can recall having a nice sit-down meal with my parents at a Disney park. Because I think for a long time we really weren't doing that type of an experience. So I, I personally really have nostalgia for that restaurant. But because I know we're going to be trying to do different things at this next trip, I, I actually am very excited for this idea that we've been talking about for forever, which is to go do... Uh, garden grill maybe do breakfast with the Ooh. characters um at the garden grill in the morning a wonderful um, way to meet mickey without having to well, do some and, magic kingdom and we've never eaten there they we we also know that the the veggies that are part of the salad some of those also come from oh, the that's living true. with the land yeah uh, gardening there, so there there is definitely some enjoyment that comes with it. You are also inside the Living with the Ra- Land ride, so and you, you see kind of the boats are, pass. You by. rotate. I mean, there's definitely it's an experience, and we've never done it before. Uh, I expect the food to be very, fairly good, um, and obviously the characters are going to be something special. Yeah, I think the food's going to be very child friendly, and, and our kids both love all of those characters, mm-hmm. like Mickey, Chip, and Dale, Pluto, or Goofy, or Donald, whoever ends up showing up. Those are all characters that our kids would love. So I look forward to that. All right. The best part of the, the meal. Snacks and drinks, right? <laughs> so since Ron already brought this up, I would say my favorite all-time snack I've ever had at Epcot was the Croc Glacé. Um, something about a warm brioche bun stuffed with ice cream and, and lovely luxurious syrup is... Just so delightful. And it's and it's a hot item. And it's large and it's, shareable. It's large, it's shareable. In fact, the one time I did get it, I did share it and regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> you shared, I shared it and regretted, regretted it. Um, it. It can get a little messy, but it is pressed together, kind of like a grilled cheese. So the, the brioche is pressed, um, but once you bite into it, everything can start to, to fall out if you don't eat it quickly. Um, because, again, of course, melty ice cream. But the, the, luxury, the luxuriousness of the cold snap of your ice cream inside the hot brioche bun is just a very delightful experience. Again, you're getting that really amazing uh, texture and flavor of the great ice cream at, that res- at the, at the, at the um, Le, Le Artisan de Glace, which I think I'm with you, Ron, on the sense that, that I think is the best ice cream on Disney property. And I've tried the ice cream at the new gelato place at um, Disney Springs, which is actually authentic from Italy. And I was like, eh, mm. meh. 
So to me, it's always a hands down must stop there. But again, because I must try new things this time on this trip, I think I'm going to try and do the Macron ice cream sandwich this Ooh. time. Because that's another item I've never tried there. But since again, I'm going to try and do something different, I will try the Macron sandwich. And maybe one of you guys can get the, the brioche so that then we can try it. <laughs> okay. You still have some. You know, for science. We must try it again to make sure it all's still good. Comparison's yes, sake. For, yeah, comparison sake. Yeah, comparison. But uh, I do love a good Macron, so that'll probably be what happens on this trip. But that would be my, my number one choice. Um, I am hoping to get some other things to try for the first time there for snacks. Well, that, it's, but everything's so seasonal that they're constantly yes. changing things. Different things are coming around. So it's always yes. good to maybe, keep maybe, it up in mind. Maybe one time I'll finally get to try the school bread. At uh, oh, Kringla Cafe, one day. You've never had the school bread? I, I've actually never had anything inside the Kringla Cafe. And you know what the problem is? Is that because I'm usually there during a food festival, I never make it into those other shops See, because there's just so many other things to choose from. I think that... I'm always like, I'm already filled by the this, time I This get is to why we're having places. this conversation about Epcot, though, is because I think over the years, there's been such a skewed favoritism of going during festivals that I think we've forgotten about the pure joys and There's wonderful just, experiences yeah. you can have when that festival isn't going on. Um, so onward to the drinks, right? So my favorite drink I think I've ever had at Epcot was probably the Grand Marnier Orange Slushy in France. Oh, I knew someone um, was doing this. I know, right? So, like, <laughs> there's just something about that drink that is so delightful. It, it, it's one refreshing. Of our, one of our sisters had three, and then she was like, okay, I've had three. Now we can move on to the next pavilion. Because <laughs> um, they're that good. <laughs> agreed. But again, because I really do try to try new things. In fact, I will probably not get one of those while we're on this trip because I really do try not to drink too much while at Epcot because, again, you learn from your mistakes. Um, <laughs> don't want to overdo don't it. Don't want to overdo it. So I, I think what I'm going to try my bestest on this next trip is I think I'm going to have to go to the Kabuki Cafe in Japan and hit up where Ron's going to get his snack, which, of course, is the Kakigori. So he'll get the non-alcoholic Kakigori, but Rachel's going to get the Sake Mist. Uh, which is basically the kakigori with sake. So that they, sounds delicious. That sounds like the best way to have sake. And, <laughs> and what's interesting, I don't know if they'll do it, but because they list it on the menu as like four flavors, like they do um, basically blood orange, coconut, pineapple, or blackberry. But I wonder if you can do like a rainbow. Like maybe they'll let you do like, like a, a layer, rain, like a, like a layer of, of kakigori. And then you kind of go from there. So maybe get to try all four flavors. Who doesn't, knows? Doesn't hurt to ask so, at Disney. So my thought was maybe I might be able to swing getting them to try something a little different for me. Um, but they also have another drink on their menu that I'm also really interested in trying, which is called the Dragon Blossom, uh, which is basically the the uh, basically it's a, it's a beer, a basic beer. Uh, their pilsner, but they also put um, orange blossom honey and green tea into it. And who doesn't want something like a little slightly healthy with your beer? Mm, mm, and mm. it sounds refreshing. And on those hot days at Epcot, I've just learned that usually drinking the lighter drinks. Uh, it gets are, you through a longer yes, day. Yes, it's a better for pacing throughout your day. Uh, so those are the things that I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, you know, but the, the, yeah. the, other, the other thing I found also that I thought maybe for a coffee drink, but I'm going to... I'm going to reserve because I know, I know Laurel's got a coffee drink on her list. But she and I may need to go partake in the affogato in Italy. Because oh, yes. 
Um, they now this of course is like a non-alcoholic drink. So we will start with our non-alcoholic uh, fagato in Italy, which of course they do with a little bit of of ice cream and your espresso, and then they top with little cookies that look like Mickey's ears. So of course it's Mickey-esque. Mickey. So, but there you go. <laughs> That's my list, and then onward to Laurel's list. Gosh, your list was crazy. Okay, so. <clears throat> Just to remind everyone that I personally try to sort of, I try to keep my food experiences not too crazy throughout the day, only because I am a sensitive tummy kind of person. Uh, this is, we all age and we, I used to be, not used to be, I'm a very adventurous eater, which is why for so long I've loved Disney because there's so many options for food, but I know what my body is capable of. And I know that I've got to, you know, stay on course when it comes to taking care of my body. So this is why I almost always every day at Disney try to include a vegetarian or vegan related meal as one of my meals. The reasons for this is that I want to reduce some of the heavier foods from my day. And that's just to help me stay feeling good for the whole day. So Um, I almost always, if we are not doing a character breakfast at Epcot, reserve my brunch time for Sunshine Tree Terrace. Now, everybody is different about what they want to do with their times and their snacks and their foods. But for my counter service, I'm picking Sunshine Sunshine Tree Terrace because there are so many different available options that are vegan, vegetarian, um... And there's also gluten-free friendly, a lot of gluten-free friendly as well. And and so if I want to also reduce the amount of gluten I'm getting in for the day, that's also a great option. So um, that's going to be where I'm starting. And what's also great about it is that every single time I go, there is new and different stuff. I've had uh, a vegan breakfast burrito. I've had um, the rolled oats uh, desserts. I've had vegan bowls, like the the different kinds of fruit bowls. I've had fruit cups. It's also a great place to get some whole foods in the morning. Let's say maybe you have a child that you know is only going to eat tangerines and you forgot and you ran out or something. You can get some cheese sticks and tangerines there. There's no place else at you know, Epcot that you can do that. So, Or if you want to get a yogurt and a cereal. Again, this is definitely a place to not you know, um, discount yes. if you know that you want to have a slightly healthier or lower key kind of meal for your day because yes. it is very easy to overdo it at Epcot and you got to know your body. So, well, and everything there is such high quality. Yes, it is pretty good quality. And I've, I've never had a vegan vegetarian meal there that I didn't like. Um, I've always enjoyed it. So definitely, we're, and, if you, and if that is your strict diet requirements for your trip, I would totally put that at the top of my list. There aren't as many available vegetarian vegan options as you get into the World Showcase. And if you're even on the gluten-free scale, it's harder and harder. There, like there are a few specific locations like like La Hall's going to have some gluten-free breads and cookies and things like that. But there's very few places. Again, and if you're going sugar-free, even more complicated. So, there's definitely different options, but but that's the best place to go, especially if you have dietary restrictions because they know what they're doing over there. They always have the vegan vegetarian options and they have the chefs that can take care of you. So, that is my spiel on Sunshine Tree Terrace. Um, oh, and I also love the theming. I think you mentioned that, but like it feels like a little mini 
food wonderland when you're inside there. It's so true. It's, it's It's delightful, and it feels warm and friendly. So, yeah, it's love true. it. And it's inside AC. So you That's can't, true. You, you, can't, can't you can't go wrong with air conditioning. Uh, the last time we were at Sunshine Tree Terrace, I was there by myself because all of you guys were, went on the ride. You, I think you were all on Soren. And I had the babies, and I was mm-hmm. we were doing baby. That sounds like what we would do. Swap. Um, and I would go get a snack. Yeah, I mean, and so I was like, "That's fine, guys. You you go on without me." In fact, I even decided I didn't even feel like going on Soren because it was Soren around the world, and we've already had that conversation. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I'll just I'll just walk around here with the baby. I had the baby strapped to me, and I just I went up there, and I was gonna go get a dessert. So I, oh, and I, they have a lot of desserts. They, yes, especially if you're in the vegan, vegetarian, gluten free. Yeah, there's a lot of options. Um, I, I had a very delightful strawberry shortcake that I knew that I and my child could eat, uh, which, of course, he promptly told me very quickly how quickly he wanted to eat that strawberry shortcake. So we were both eating strawberry shortcake, and while I was in line, I realized they had Schaffenhofer grapefruit oh. in the can at this wow. at, which I didn't realize they had there. And I said, wait, I can have my Schaffenhofer before I get to Germany? <laughs> So You're I like, was that mother who was walking around with my child strapped to me at Epcot with a cup of strawberry shortcake and Schopenhauer German grapefruit beer. <laughs> so that was me. Um, if so you saw me. Breakfast, <laughs> breakfast of champions. Yes. And that worked out great for me. And and Schopenhauer is also a lighter beer. Mm-hmm. It's not actually as, as high on the alcohol scale as other things. So to me, it made sense. I was like, but this is a great morning beer option. Breakfast beer. So, <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, no, it, I, I think that a lot of people... Um, you know, they think to themselves, oh, like there's a lot of amazing, you know, restaurants, like why would I go here? I just, I, I say don't discount it if you know that you are a person with dietary needs or restrictions, or if you know that you want one of your meals to be a lighter option, there's lots of options here. So um, I'm going to move on to my table service. So I am going to say my table service only knowing that my day is going to end with a table service dinner. Now, if you're doing a table service lunch, you know, I would probably pick something a little bit different, but I'm going to go with the Rose and Crown because I want to have a late dinner. For me, the Rose and Crown is great for multiple reasons. They actually have a couple of vegetarian dishes that are amazing, the bomb, okay? Um, One of them is one of the most popular vegetarian dishes on property. I'm not going to go into all the specifics, but in any case... Uh, I don't remember what it's called, to be honest. So I'm not even going to go into it. But, but, so it's definitely an option for you if you want the vegetarian option and you want the rest of your family to have, you know, some traditional British fare. Um, but the reason why I really love doing this place for late dinner is that this is one of the restaurants that is available for the fireworks dinner packages. And I'm probably going to be one of those people who would always laying on a fireworks package if I know this is going to be one of my day for a, one of my days for a fireworks show. Um, and they have this wonderful terrace and I'm always going to ask for a table at the terrace so I can have my dinner and then as soon as that's over the fireworks show starts, it gets dark. I am not disrupted by tons of crowds. I don't have to fight the crowds for a wonderful location. And yes, this is this is one of my favorite things to do is a late night dinner at the Rosen Crown and watch my fireworks show. Well, in that little terrace area, that's part of the restaurant, mm-hmm. so it's private. Exactly. So it's like nobody else gets yep. into that area except exactly. those of you who are at this restaurant. And so. you have that booked 
dinner for that time. Yes. Um, and if you're not on the inside, or sorry, if you're if you're on the inside and you're on the terrace, they do allow guests to come out onto the terrace for standing room. And they also, uh, they did, they used to do this. I'm not sure if this is still happening, but they used to pipe in the music so you could hear as well if oh, you were still eating, restaurant? right? Mm-hmm. So you could at least hear, but you might not be watching the show. So um, definitely something to think about for a table service. If I were to be doing a table service for lunch, I would probably be doing Spice Road Table. Only because I like to <laughs> open up my palate for more vegetarian, vegan options, less meat. So they always have some chickpea-based dishes. Um, but I th- that, that particular ro- restaurant has sort of evolved over the years. Yeah. And their menu looks so stellar. I haven't actually been in years. And I would totally love to sit down for a lunch and have an entire table full of all sorts of fun, wonderful, delightful things that I know are going to be spicy, but not too spicy. Um, but there's also going to be some simpler dishes like a cucumber salad that I know my daughter will eat, oh, yeah. things like that. So um, definitely going for something interesting for lunch, Spice Road Table. Oh, and they probably, I bet, I mean, I have not eaten at that restaurant, but I bet you some of the things that you can get across the way from there at the quick service area in Morocco, which is like baklava mm-hmm. or like the iced mint tea. Um, I bet you probably can get those things at Spice Road Table oh, That's a good well. point. Mint tea. That's a oh my great God, they, refreshing thing to have so at lunch. I, I've had the mint, the iced mint tea over there in the Morocco area once or twice, and it, it is a truly refreshing drink dr- during your day. It's always on target. <laughs> I mean, and I, I don't recall if they have that in the uh, England, United Kingdom area or not. I know you can get tea, of course, in, in that area, but I feel like everything in that area is hot tea. Uh, so, so I, but I, but if they had an iced tea, I would get it there too. <laughs> so. I like that. Uh, so moving on to my snacks. Okay. So I'm going to be honest. This is a really challenging, I said the it's same so, thing. so hard to choose just one. So I sort of cheated and for, <laughs> this is why we're this long. <laughs> I cheated on my snacks. So what I decided was that I'm just going to go for the whole Lahal bakery and there's a reason for this strategically. Um, I I think there is something for everybody in your party. Let's say you are pressed for time. Maybe you've got that lightning lane that's coming up and you want to make sure you get a snack for everybody before we go get into that ride, right? There is something for everybody at this um, quick service spot. And the sizes and portions do vary. You can get things as large as a sandwich that are shareable, and you can get little dainty cookies. So, um, you know, there's definitely something for everybody on the sweet factor, on the savory factor, and I have never had anything there that I didn't like or even love. It is delicious. It is always good, and uh, again, I'm, I'm always yeah, and I'm always thinking about my body and what my body needs for the day, and I can't go too crazy um, on foods, and they're always simpler deceptively simple and always delicious like you're talking about baguette bread uh, lettuces and tomatoes and pestos and you know so like you know maybe a little chicken a little bit of cheese if you get the cheese plate it's not the craziest cheese i've ever seen it's just a standard basic cheese plate but it's always delicious and my kid will eat it um, cause my child loves charcuterie. So, you know, it, it, it's always delicious there. So you can't go wrong by going to La Hall. Um, 
Now, for my beverage, because I know by the time I get to the China Pavilion, I'm going to be needing a coffee beverage. But I'm also going to be ready for a little something, you know, a little like an adult beverage. Something that's not shareable with my kids. And I'm going to be going for the Tipsy Ducks in Love at the Joy of Tea in China because it is just that good. I'm sure you've heard people talk about this drink and it's delicious and etc. blah, blah, blah. No, you haven't had it, have you? If you haven't had it, just go ahead and get it so you can say you've had it and you have lived it and enjoyed it because it's delicious. Uh, <laughs> I specifically left that one for you because I so knew you, know, you were going to so take it, but it. it's also one of my favorites. It's tea and coffee and bourbon and chocolate and... Oh, it's like chocolate milk for adults with tea and coffee in it. It's so good. It works on a level I wasn't expecting. And it was another podcast that's long gone that recommended it. And It's like a hidden gem almost. Because I think a lot of people look at the list of ingredients and they're like, this can't be good. Who would combine all these things? It's a cult drink too. Anyone who knows about it knows about it. No, cult, not cold. Oh, a cult. Yes, it is iced. A cult, epic cult, uh, an Epcot Cult classic, yes. But uh, I think that's it. We've run a little long discussing this because eating at Epcot tends to be what we do. Uh, so <laughs> eating at Epcot is what everybody. This does. is true. This so, is but true. speaking of Epcot, next time we're going to be talking about the Food and Wine Festival and our introduction to festivals at Epcot. With that, so on behalf of my co-hosts uh, Laurel and Rachel. And on behalf of our sponsor, Tomorrowland Travel Authority Vacations, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Mouse Birds, and we'll see you next week. Thank you and good night. Good night.